Poetry, Anxiety and Vulnerability. This is the Anxious Poets Podcast. Silence. Silence is a spring within me, a blossoming visitation, coming as it does from such a generous, hidden origination. It houses my long-gazing child and reads my grown-up fears, always discerning my readiness for the revelation that appears. Silence has made a home in me since my early dreaming reveries. But panic filled my rooms like the hoarder stuffing memories. Yet the stillness invites me to relish their edgy company, embrace their awkward solidarity as they acquaint me with my life. Silence makes no judgments, yearns for full attention, expects a long-held courtship, breathes through distraction. It is not the absence of sound, but the quieting of my chatter. Deft moment of receptivity, sudden doorway to sensuality. Silence I came from, into silence I will go. Now the seed of quiet is quivering, ready to fall into my waiting. Dreams that give life grow from this tender germination. And life worth living comes from catching its invitation. Silence. Silence is a spring within me, a blossoming visitation, coming as it does from such a generous hidden origination. It houses my long-gazing child and reads my grown-up fears, always discerning my readiness for the revelation that appears. Silence has made a home in me since my early dreaming reveries, but panic filled my room like the hoarder stuffing memories. Yet the stillness invites me to relish their edgy company, embrace their awkward solidarity, as they acquaint me with my life. Silence makes no judgments, yearns for full attention, expects a long-held courtship, breathes, through distraction. It is not the absence of sound, but the quieting of my chatter. Deft moment of receptivity, 
sudden doorway to sensuality. Silence I came from, into silence I will go. Now the seed of quiet is quivering, ready to fall into my waiting. Dreams that give life grow from this tender germination, and life worth living comes from catching its invitation. Silence is a spring within me, spring with a capital S, a blossoming visitation. We've just been through the opening sequences of spring and we're into summer. And those opening sequences of spring where the leaf buds start to break open and that tender green fuse, as Dylan Thomas called it, of nature is illuminating everything around you. There are moments when silence can be that spring within us, that blossoming visitation. When we realise that to sit and be still or to walk in the quiet reveals the generous hidden origination of silence. It houses my long-gazing child. When I was a child... I could sit for hours looking out of the window or just sit in the garden and watch things. And when I talk to groups about that, you can see at least half the group immediately go into that reverie, that moment in the day that Satan cannot find that Blake calls, that renovates every other moment, if rightly placed. And... You can see people go back to that space and and also the heartbreak of thinking, where did all that go? And this blossoming visitation is to go back to that place because it has such a hidden, generous origination. And it reads our grown-up fears. Time with silence time in silence, it reads my grown-up fears, all the things that I'm carrying into it, always discerning my readiness for the revelation that appears. Silence always contains some revelation, even if it's the revelation that we can't maintain it, or that it scares the life out of us, or that we feel so busy we can't maintain any sense of silence or there are things that we want to crowd out. That's a revelation. Silence has made a home in me since my early dreaming reveries, since those times when I could just sit and contemplate the world around me and my own part in it. But panic filled my rooms like the hoarder-stuffing memories. Had an image of those television programmes where um, you you meet someone and they open the door to their house and it's absolutely crammed with stuff. And you just look and think, how on earth do they live with that? And there's probably some tiny space that they're actually living in and the place is filthy and, 
and and they are depressed and but also have an almost hostile reaction to anyone trying to clean out this place. Panic filled my rooms like a hoarder, stuffing memories. We we so easily, I so easily don't want to deal with the things that are happening or have happened to me and I stuff them in different rooms hoping that they'll go away. And of course they don't. They just fill those rooms. Yet the stillness invites me to relish their edgy company. Even like the way that word sounds, relish. To relish their edgy company, to savour it. Embrace their awkward solidarity. As they do what? As they acquaint me with my life. When you look at those rooms that you've stuffed all those memories in, they acquaint you with your life. When I think about the really awkward two weeks I spent with my, he wasn't really my uncle, Dennis, after my father died when I was 11, on a boat on the Kennet and Avon Canal. I was so raw, so needing of a father figure, and I have so many difficult memories of that trip. He was very, he was a disciplinarian. He treated me like he'd been a naval officer. He treated me like a boy sailor, had me cleaning and getting up early, but actually, that memory, although it's a difficult one, is also one of care and love. If I relish its edgy company, its awkward solidarity, I realise that that man played such a lovely role in that two weeks. And I remember going to see him when I was a grown-up, and he was a difficult man, he was a fierce big beard like Captain Haddock and he would stare at me and ask me questions about what I was doing with my life and he also had a dog called Sam that was a border collie and that's where my love of border collies comes from because that dog we would wander the fells every afternoon for miles and I fell in love with that dog and that memory has served me so well when I've gone to look for a dog I've bought border collies and they've brought so much pleasure to me those memories acquaint us with our life silence makes no judgments it really doesn't this is just a memory relish it yearns for full attention Silence wants us to be fully present, expects a long-held courtship. Our relationship with silence is like a marriage and we need to court silence, to be wooed by it, to be frightened by it. But to have this long-held courtship, it breathes through distraction. Silence is the place of great distraction. I've spent many years trying to meditate. I never 
ever lack some distraction during that time. But what the, the many great teachers say is you have to breathe through those distractions. Almost breathe them in and out and, and allow them to be there. It's not the absence of sound, but the quieting of my chatter. So there can be in the silence, as even I have in this room now, outside is full of noise, of birds singing, of dogs barking, of the traffic. But the inner silence is the quieting of my chatter, so I can hear all that. Deft moment of receptivity. The word deft is important for me there. It, silence is very deft. It, it begins to delicately, carefully unwrap things. Deftly move me into the right spaces like a dancing partner. Sudden doorway to sensuality. It wakes you up to your senses. The meaning of sensuality. It wakes you up to your touch and your smell and your taste, your hearing, your seeing. It, it awakens all of those senses. It's not meant to make us go quiet to those. It's meant to, to stimulate them. Sudden doorway to sensuality, to the sight of a bird. Landing and the way they land, you can see their incredible balance. And then they're feeding at the bird feeder or, or bathing in the bird bath that I've got. It's not the absence of sound. It's the quieting of my chatter. Silence I came from. Into silence I will go. I have this sense that we all came as... as Wordsworth says trailing clouds of glory but we came from silence we were in the, the silence of our mother's womb the silence of our conception there's a, a quietness about where we came from wherever that is and if anybody's seen someone when they're dead there's a deep, sacred silence about that physical body. To silence we will go. Now, though, in this moment, the seed of quiet is quivering, ready to fall into my waiting. The, the, I recognise that silence is actually really hard for me. As someone who's been anxious... Um, the last thing I wanted to do when I was really anxious was sit and be quiet because then my mind would have a chance to really feed on that silence on that uh, on that silence and 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 disturb me but I have learned to relish that edgy company and even if it's just to find two or three minutes where I can be quiet in the morning or when I'm walking just some conscious appreciation of the silence inside me that silence inside us is referenced in the christian tradition in the gospel of mark jesus spends 40 days and 40 nights in the fierce wilderness of the desert 
And at the end of it, it says, the wild beasts were with him and the angels came to look after him. In that inner silence, there are wild beasts. There are all kinds of shadows and stuffed memories that will come and visit you if you sit with silence. They will come. There is absolutely no doubt of that. But also there is the ministry of angels that if we can sit and relish the edgy company, the awkward solidarity, then then there is also that tremendous generosity of the hidden origination of silence that will lead us through those things, will tease out with deft receptivity the what we may have judged to be terrible or difficult, the, the angelic, therapeutic, healing quality of it. That we can trust both the wild beasts and the angelic presences that exist within us. This seed of quiet is quivering, ready to fall into my waiting. There is always a germination going on. Dreams that give life grow from this tender germination. And life worth living comes from catching its invitation. In this time of coronavirus, in this time of racial violence and oppression and pain, in this time when we feel separated and feel frightened, there's an invitation to not speak too soon, that this silence is not complicity with something evil, but a willingness to listen deeply, deeply to the currents that are moving within our consciousness within our communities within ourselves and to be able to accommodate them to name them to relish their edgy company and their awkward solidarity and find a deeply human and loving response to all that is going on around us at the moment to trust to deeply trust the silence within us. Silence. Silence is a spring within me, a blossoming visitation, coming as it does from such a generous, hidden origination. It houses my long-gazing child and reads my grown-up fears, always discerning my readiness for the revelation that appears.
silence has made a home in me since my early dreaming reveries. But panic filled my rooms like the hoarder stuffing memories. Yet the stillness invites me to relish their edgy company, embrace their awkward solidarity as they acquaint me with my life. Silence makes no judgments, yearns for full attention, expects a long-held courtship, breathes through distraction. It is not the absence of sound, but the quieting of my chatter. Deft moment of receptivity, sudden doorway to sensuality. Silence I came from, into silence I will go. Now the seed of quiet is quivering, ready to fall into my waiting. Dreams that give life grow from this tender germination. And life worth living comes from catching its invitation. This has been the Anxious Poet's mini poemcast with me, Adrian Scott. I am the Anxious Poet. I'd like to say a big thank you to Andy Selman, uh, someone who I'm getting to know and develop a great friendship with. He's from Sheffield. He's a Sheffield Wednesday fan like me. And he's a great musician. And he listened to some of my poems and said, I'd love to try and put some music to go with those poems and we've begun this collaboration and what you hear in the two um, iterations of the poem silence with the music behind them are his work he and I are trying to look at how music and poetry can uh, work together to create a deeper sense of the movement of the poem and I'm really grateful to him. And hopefully we will not only produce some kind of album at the end of this, but also maybe some live performances of some of these pieces. So um, I'd like to thank him very much for the work he's done on this poem, Silence, and look forward to using more of, of this collaboration in these mini poem casts. Thank you. <laughs>